Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's fine. I like doing that because it sounded like I was describing that the podcast is just generally fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. How was that? How was that intro? That was fine. It's fine. Um, it was more than fine, David. You had so much, so much heart behind it, and I would have to imagine that the reason, David Anthony, that mm-hmm. you are yes, talking so excitedly on this episode of As You Were a Podcast about Alkaline Trio is because we're talking about a song from This Addiction. Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Fine. Yes. The song that we're talking about this week on As You Were a Podcast about Alkaline Trio is a song on This Addiction. Correct. That you really like. Yeah, I know. Weird, isn't it? Hold on, because I've read some reviews mm-hmm. on iTunes. I don't think that this com- this computes. That may not, in theory. But, you know, even a broken clock, I don't know how th- if this analogy works, even a broken clock writes a good song one time out of 11. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we just let out our... Uh... Let the production dogs assistant Lily, who decided to to come and stay and then leave immediately. Um, yeah, well, I think there's a reason that you like this song so much, and that's because it's a really good song. How shocking, right? Ha- had you heard this song before it came up in our little role here? I had not. I am new to this one, just like I've been new to most things after. Agony and Irony, well, kind of including Agony and Irony. Sure. But this was one that was like, all right, let's cue it up. Let's see. Oh, I like that little that little intro there. Got a little bit of a REM vibe, huh? Mm-hmm. What is this? What is this, college rock? And just a really, really good little number. So, obviously... I, I've liked this song basically since I first heard it on this record and have always kind of stuck with it. But I've wondered, you know, in that so much time has passed since I first heard it, I'm like, do I think it's better than it is because it's on a record that I think is otherwise so objectionable? But I think it really does stand out in isolation. I think this is a really great song, but it's also a really frustrating song for me. Okay. All right. I'm following. I'm following. Do you want to know why I find it so frustrating? Now, let's move on. This is... (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I find this song so frustrating because to me, where much of Agony and Irony feels largely kind of like, oh, I don't know if they uh, really... or, Or this addiction, rather. I don't know if they really know what they're doing. It feels like they're retreading a bunch of stuff. It feels like they're rehashing a bunch of ideas. The performances sound very lifeless. It doesn't sound like they were in a room together writing this. This song really is the opposite of all that. I think there's a lot of investment from every player. Obviously, it's a Dan song. You can tell he wrote it because a lot of his material uh, from this time, specifically on his solo records, was pretty similar to this. But I think a lot of that first uh, Dan solo album, um, Hurricane Season, has a lot of, while not a perfect record, has probably about half, 
probably about five songs that I think do this type of thing really, really well. And I think it works even better in this full band arrangement. Um, but it frustrates me because I'm like, man, they were really kind of doing something new with this song. Like, this is not a thing they'd really done before. This feels like a, like them maturing. This feels like them being able to grow, become a little more adult, but still sound like Alkaline Trio. Yeah. And then they never really do it again. And yeah, you could argue that like if they just try to do this thing, like this song over and over again, yeah, it would suck. But I just don't think they took anything from the experience of like why this one works. Um, because it really is distinct. I, I can't find another corollary in there on their albums that I'm like, oh, fine sounds like that. It really kind of stands out. And I wish they would have tried to figure out ways to explore how they do that a little more. Yeah, this is kind of a, an interesting song for this addiction because this addiction is the back to basics and this is obviously a lot more heavily layered the the instrumentation feels very deliberate it feels like there's a lot of thought into the way that this song is paced Mm -hmm. everything really screams like larger production this is kind of what agony and irony was maybe supposed to be in theory but wasn't and here's this song where it's on the uh, Back to Basics record, but it's doing what the record before it was supposed to be doing. Yes. But it just does it so well. Well, and also, I think normally when they would do something like this, and really even since, they would always turn a song like this and just kind of keep it acoustic. And granted, there is an acoustic version of the song out there. But, you know, they've never really had a great track record from like for like taking those kind of acoustic, more like arpeggiated chord things and making them into an alkaline trio song yeah um and to me this is just like a really great way of doing that i i really like that it kind of opens with this very kind of like simple you know like you said kind of rem kind of like melodramatic chord progression but just kind of builds and builds and builds and i think derek's playing on it is really subtle and really great and it makes that end cap really earned um it's amazing how just transitioning into the standard just four four rock and roll like slightly sped up beat just has this big catharsis Mm -hmm. because the song spends so long just sort of having those weird rhythm patterns yes yes and like it's just very atypical for them and i think that's what really jumps out to me like i remember hearing this song you know, I think it's a great album closer. Um, That's the thing too is I didn't I didn't even realize that this was the album closer when I listened to it because there's other songs that are on the Spotify. Yeah, which this. is from the Deluxe Edition thing, right? Which kind of gives it a weird vibe. And I do think, and I've brought it up before, like a couple of those Dan tracks on the Spotify like bonus deluxe thing, whatever. I think are quite good Mm -hmm. and I think are better than some of Matt's songs on the record. And I think if those were swapped in, I think I would feel about this addiction more the way I feel about my shame is true where it's like, okay, there's some forgettable shit, but there's not as much appalling shit. Um, And I think it would really change how I view this era of the band. If some very subtle alterations were made to this track list, but we don't need to get into that. Mm -hmm. What we do need to get into is that when this came out, 
like during this period of time, like I was kind of excited for this record, kind of nervous about it. I obviously didn't end up liking it all that much, but this song in particular, this uh, is kind of a funny tie into a Patreon episode we did uh, last month, but I was like, oh, this feels like them trying to do like an emo revival song. Right. Uh, like <laughs> this feels like them trying to, you know, do that type of thing, which was kind of popping off at the time. I don't think they were aware of it at all. No. Um, but I was like, huh, it would be cool if like they went that direction a little more. I don't think Matt's the kind of guitar player to make that happen. No shade on him, but just it's, no, these, it's a tough these thing are, to these do. Are, these are just kind of major chords with arpeggiations. You don't you don't see the uh the six eight time yeah. coming from Matt. But it it is funny because I, I was reading that the original title for this song was um called I Feel Fine by Alkaline Trio. Mm-hmm. Um I totally I, I totally vibe with that that feeling because it does have a very even if it's not uh hearkening to what's happening in the city of chicago um at that very time you you think they went to see coping they probably went to a few coping probably shows while not. they were recording this um but it does feel very similar to on a wire by mm-hmm. the get up kids yeah, yeah. maybe not with that like you know we're out in a tent when we made this record yeah but... it doesn't have that country gate to it mm-hmm. but there is like a there is like a, a greater depth of instrumentation it's not just uh it's not just octave driven no alkaline trio it and is it, adult yeah yeah and it feels like an extension of like to your point like the songs on Agony and Irony that I think work are the ones that are a little more subtle and not like sound effects heavy, which is still a problem with this addiction in, in large. So like there is this world where like they kind of hit on it, but I think to a certain degree, I don't, I can't say for certain whether or not they were like, oh, this doesn't feel like there's enough. Like we should put more layers. We should do more things. Yeah. But I think their strength in the songs that work on those two records is because they are just kind of a little more subtle, but just sound a little nicer. And I think that's good enough. But apparently that was not good enough for them Mm -hmm. because so much of the material on those albums has like fucking bells and chimes and weird shit coming in and out of it that just doesn't serve anything aside from taking up space. And I think why this song succeeds more than most of those is because there is space in it. Exactly. Yeah. And and the like the layering that goes on, it's probably because they're in that mode of, you know, we're putting a lot of shit onto these tracks, but there's a very, I think, aware sense that you don't need all the bells and whistles on yeah. it. It's just like, yeah, let's do an acoustic layer and an electric layer. Yes. Um I really I this song really made me think about the story that you told when we did she took him to the lake where Dan changes the words at the end of the song mm-hmm. during a live show where he's just like I'm pretty sure that boy's doing fine tonight is that yeah, what, what yeah. it was but I really really latched on to the fact that here is and it's only heightened now by the fact that it's the album closer the hook to it all is I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is, there's such a power that's really put on display in just that word in the context of this band where everything has been so 
so catastrophic mm-hmm, at times mm-hmm. and it's not like and and all of the lead-ins to that refrain of i'm fine is like yeah here it's like death and destruction yeah. and all of the same shit that's always been happening but i'm fine yeah i mean i think that's why i like it is i i could definitely see someone who likes this band not liking that this song for those same reasons that we like it is that maybe it doesn't feel like it's saying enough um, and there is some kind of like corny, goofy lyrics in it, but I like them yeah. here. Uh, like the chronic pain in my ass line is like very goofy, but I think it's delivered in such a way where it kind of breezes past you a little bit. It's funny because that line stuck out so much to me because about five years ago, I was having serious back pain mm-hmm. and it and and it eventually turned into like serious glute pain. Yeah. Because I wasn't using my legs when I ride my bike. Mm-hmm. I was just using my ass and my back. And I had a like month long period where I couldn't really do anything because my ass hurt so much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, chronic pain in the ass. Yeah. I've had that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not what he's referencing. Or maybe he is. <laughs> um but it is like I think this just does a nice job of like this song to me feels similar to a song Dan wrote on From Here to Infirmary, which is so much about him growing up and getting older and I, I to me this song has always felt really linked to his material on that album for some reason, mm-hmm. where it's like I see him trying a lot of different stuff on From Here to Infirmary. I see him lyrically exploring a lot of like getting older, feeling different, feeling weird because you feel different. Yeah. And I think this is just a nice kind of end cap. Like, I feel like this kind of summarizes a lot of the things that he was putting out from that record onward and kind of closing the door on them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the complaints people make about Dan's material at a certain point is that it becomes very like ephemeral and just like, I'm a married man. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. But this I think does it better than anything else. Like I think he's doing a great job of acknowledging like, yeah, shit's not perfect. I maybe still feel some of these ways, but I've also grown and developed. I'm fine. And I think there's just such a simple understatedness to this whole song that really makes it resonate for me. And it's one that like, honestly, like if I was, I bring this up a lot, even though it's not really a thing I've ever had to do of like, Hey, you're getting in this band. I would probably tack this song onto a playlist for them just because it's like, here's a real weird one that you won't totally hear again. You may like it and then go to this record and not like anything else, but hmm. I just hear in it like that, a a, a very familiar feeling that I have of whenever I talk to somebody who's five years younger than me and they're freaking out about something, they're freaking out about, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm 29 now. So it's, it's you it's gonna be crazy i'm gonna be 30 you're gonna be fine yeah i do you talk to somebody who's 23 and they're they're all over the place because they're they graduated college and they don't know what the fuck they're doing you're gonna be fine yeah i love a band that you know it's so attached to youth and the feelings that feel so impossible to overcome Dan, I think, has always found a way to. I mean, and and Matt does it too. But the sure. later era tracks where they have a have a way of just like looking back to the to the self that's five they're five years removed from, and they're just saying like it's 
going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah, and I think it's it's why I wish they were doing more of this now. And I think there is a little bit of it on uh, My Shame is True. Mm-hmm. Not as much, but like I think, you know, we talked about Demon and Division and really we're very glowing about that song. And I think that's another one that does, that fits into the sonic space. You know, there's a little bit of those arpeggiated chords here and there. There's a little more room. They aren't kind of rushing through the ideas or the movements and they're reflecting on past, but doing it in a way that's not pure romantic, like romanticizing it. And I like that sound from them. I like them sounding a little more mature. I like the fact that they're like, hey, you know what? We're in our 40s. Maybe we can acknowledge that fact. And I think one of the frustrating parts of this band from, I would say, this record onward is Matt's kind of arrested development and Dan kind of meeting him halfway on that sometimes to his own detriment. Yeah, I think that there's maybe something to be said too about Dan recently becoming a lot more open about his depression yes and i think that the the way that he sets scenes in this they they're they are a little hokey they're a little silly um i i do really like the um you know the line about when you pull back the hammer and fire i there's just something that in that phrasing that really really stands out to me for whatever reason yeah i mean i think it's just there's a lot of in the song like kind of scene setting that could be really corny and trite. Like mm-hmm. it's going to rain like this for days. And drama. Yeah, yeah. But I like it. And it's because I believe his delivery. And I think that's really kind of what separates it. And I think that's what is something that is true of all their best materials. Like they can say something really hokey, but there's a full belief. And I think it falls flat when it doesn't sound like there's a full belief, like to, to extrapolate that outward, with what I was just kind of saying about why it doesn't work when they do the like extended Peter Pan syndrome shit, like mm-hmm. dancing this, I believe dancing little help on the last record. Sure. I don't fucking believe. Yeah. yeah. Like you're just saying this cause you think you have to say this and you think people are going to like it. Mm-hmm. That's uninteresting to me. Yeah. I, I like the, the idea that he's using this as a way to maybe check back in with himself in a little bit and it's disguised in a in a way that he doesn't have to necessarily say exactly what it is that he feels fine about but i think like knowing what we know uh about dan and about um the the struggles that he's had with mental health being able to go and tell yourself that you're fine mm-hmm. after something or in between it's it's so powerful and it's so important to just be able to assert that right now. Yes, I'm fine. And that also means that I made it out fine mm-hmm. and I'm going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think like, you know, I think one of the weirdest parts of this record and even this song is like, there's a weird kind of trope of like, there's a lot of like the nautical and water based imagery on this record. Yo, kitty pools. Yeah um fuck yeah but it's just like obviously this is him like being very authentic about his experience of like i've lived in florida for a long time Mm -hmm. it makes sense his solo record that comes out in this time period is called hurricane season but like i enjoy that it's a little that type of imagery can be super cliche for obvious reasons it's been a thing in literature and just like 
myth making for fucking ever mm-hmm. so like yeah i don't expect someone to do anything new with that but i think you can find a way through it and i think this is a good example of him doing that of him using those images of him really kind of just being authentic about his place in life quite literally and bringing it into this band and i think you see such a authentic authentic version of dan in this that on a lot of this record i just don't get any of that for matt unfortunately he was probably watching little mermaid with his kid yeah probably what do you rate it i give this one a solid four and a half out of five i give it four out of five um yeah this is just this is just a really really great track and so welcome to with what i've heard on this addiction yeah yeah to just hear this song that almost like um it it goes so against the grain of all the tracks that just preceded it on this record that are sure so silly i mean everything like the last the three or four tracks directly leading up to this or some of my it's like my least favorite stretch of any of the records so yeah. like for there to be a song that at the end i'm actually into is a testament to what it, the material is but it um it, it's one that i don't know i uh Excuse me. When I hear this, it's just like he's it, getting choked up. It really highlights how bad everything before it is too. <laughs> where I'm just like, fuck, this is a real game of extremes here at the end of this album. Yeah. So when you heard it for the first time, were you I guess on that side of the record, were you just like, Oh, I'm fucking glad that's over? Or were you like, Oh, that was nice? Well, I mean, I think my first playthrough, I was kind of like especially after we hit like we're on that B side, I'm kind of looking for things to like in those Matt songs. Yeah. And really struggling. I'm like, yeah, this is okay. Boom, 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 at best. Whereas this pretty much immediately I'm like, Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And then it just kind of went and it didn't like fuck up <laughs> to where I was just like, Oh, okay. Maybe I need to go back and listen to those other songs. Maybe it builds to something. I, it does yeah, not. <laughs> Uh, but it made me just like really put a lot of effort into finding stuff that was not there in yeah. the, in the rest of it, unfortunately. Uh, well, this was a, this was a fun one for, for me to experience for the first time because it's, it's, it's a gem mm-hmm. in a, in a dark, dark time and not the good kind of dark, but Hey, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, this is, this is song one of a batch and damn i'm glad to see this batch we've got a weird one um this is our podcast it's called as you were a podcast about alkaline trio my name is tim his name is david we started doing this uh we started doing this about 90 so episodes ago long time as just a way to hang out to talk about this band that we love a band that frustrates us but a band that we love even more within the frustration. Oh, yes. Um, and we're glad that you all decided to join us this week. We invite you to tell a friend about it. To g- Hey, give us a, how about a positive rating on your podcast player to say that, hey, they do like some of the later material. True. It is true. We just proved it. We invite you to go over to patreon.com slash as you were. That is a place where you can help support the show. 
and pledge a monthly amount and it gives you access to some bonus audio content some uh what's it called polls where polls. you can vote on the show or on the songs that we talk about and uh we got some swag coming up for our top tier pledges oh yeah baby it is on the way um either way we'll be back next week with another song to talk about and i just i can't wait i can't i cannot wait we'll see you then thanks buddies. Cause I'm